TTS report. And we're back with another episode of the TTS special report. My name is Will. With me as always for this, the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my bud? Nothing much. I, I really hope I'm the one and only because uh, one, I don't think uh, anyone wants another. And two, I don't want like a multiple man scenario or something like if I encounter my doppelganger, there's going to be problems. Right. Yeah. Well, would you be like America Chavez in multiverse of madness you know she's the only one in the multiverse are you the only merzane in the multiverse i think it's better that way probably honestly probably i can agree with that but anyways today we have a jam-packed show for you guys we've got a bit of a time crunch so we're gonna try to get through all of this material as fast as possible and the first thing we're gonna do is talk about my matchup against Moser 9-2, which is available on my Twitch. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> lost the word. I did. I, lo- I lost the word a little bit. Uh, it's available on my Twitch, and I'm sure if you've been listening to this for a while now, you know what it is. What is it, Merzane? Darth Balls with a Z. 05? That's right. Okay. Yep, so twitch.tv slash Darth Balls, and that's Balls. With a Z, 05. And you can check out that match over there if you're interested. And, you know, put it on like 1.5 times or or two and a half times run time, you know. Because that way it'll, you know, go a little faster than what my typical play does, I guess. But uh, it was a good matchup. Did you get a chance to watch it, Merzane? Uh I got to, like, jump in and out while it was going on. Okay. Um, I was doing something. I can't remember off the top of my head what I was doing. Um, something I think my wife and I were watching. Oh, we were watching a uh, Shang-Chi maybe. I, oh, nice. We were doing something. Um, but I did get to like hop in and out of it. Uh, so I don't remember exactly how it went down because I got bits and pieces. So uh, your your explanation is going to fill in the, the gaps, I, missed, gotcha. I imagine. Well, it was into Brotherhood, which everybody knows that's listened to this for a while, knows me. You know, if you're new here, you're about to find out. It's a really bad matchup for my convocation team. I was really worried about it. And I won priority and I picked extracts because we had very similar secures. The only different secure being he had um, Mutant Madman and I had Spider Portals. Those were the only difference, I think. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take my chances of pulling Mutant Madman because I did not want to play on Senators and whatever else he had as his extracts. So I picked extracts because we talked about this last week Yep. and we ended up getting spider infected and demons downtown, which I was really okay with because when I have priority and there's a middle extract, I feel pretty good. Not, not like super overconfident, but I feel okay sending Shadowlands daredevil to that middle point and grabbing it and just yeah. hoping that he can survive long enough to kind of work his way back to my my line, if you will. So, mm-hmm. you know, that plan worked out good. You know, he did end up getting incinerated and stuff. And I ended up in round one taking a five to three lead. And I think that that was really critical is, I mean, the 
ultimate point spread of the game was only two points. So the fact that I was able to have that lead and maintain just that little bit of lead all the way through was really critical there. But my opponent, one of the things I did that I was proud of myself for doing, if you will, is instead of going hard into Magneto, what I did, I displaced him constantly. So mm-hmm. turn one, I give Strange his power with Wong, so he's got four power. And instead of going up and attacking like I really normally like to do, I just double moved and I placed Magneto range three away. And yep. I mean, he still had Asteroid M, but the idea that I was thinking is make him burn it. Right? So he burns Asteroid M on the next turn, does some damage, and Rogue, I get some damage into Rogue, and I think it's turn two, I think it's either turn two or turn three, I'm able to go with Black Swan and get an Everything Dies into Rogue, and I daze her. I think she'd already activated. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was able to get, get Rogue pretty good. So... Then we come back on the top of turn three. like so Basically, he's trying to move up the board and threaten me and play the points as much as possible. Like He's really going after the spider infected. And, yeah. and there was one round, I think it was round two, maybe round three, where we forgot to do the spider infected role, which probably could have changed a few things, but ultimately I don't think it mattered in, in the scheme of how the game went. But he, um, he was really going after the spider infected. So it kind of left me available to do some stuff with some other characters and whatnot. He was really after Shadowlands Daredevil as an example, and he was able to daze Shadowlands Daredevil. I'm not sure if it was in round two or three, but able to daze him, but not have any power left to pick up the uh, spider infected. Ooh. Yeah, which was huge. Huge. And so we, um, let's see, how did it, how did I get rogue? So, we're playing, and I, I did everything dies to Rogue. She dazes, and then I move Black Swan up to kind of the back in the back demon portal to kind of be near Sabretooth, which in retrospect is a mistake because one of the things about Black Swan, she's really good at putting out the hurt when the dice go right. I mean, you know, dice are always going to do dice things. It is what it is. Yep. But... When the dice go right, she's really strong at putting out the hurt, but you've got to be able to save some power on her so that you can use her defensive tech, and when you don't have any power for her to be able to cancel wilds and stuff, it can get pretty dicey on whether or not she's going to survive. And that was a lesson learned very well in this game because Sabretooth literally just decimated her. And... I mean, it is what it is. Sabretooth's not terrible when he gets in there, but it's trying to keep him from getting in there. That's the key. Yeah, Sabretooth, uh, people underestimate him because, uh, you know, he's kind of hard to get in. Mm -hmm. And he looks really squishy at face value. Uh, And then when he starts messing up your whole team, you're like, oh, I see. Right, right. (laughs) 
he's he's really good once you get in there, but he is very susceptible to the one shot, which you know, if you can if you have a big enough attack going to him, you can you can take him down because he didn't have exceptional healing. So that's what I was thinking is like, yeah, oh, I'll just move Black Swan over here. She'll survive. And then I'll just try to get an everything dies onto him and, you know, everything will die. But it didn't work out that way. Either way, it doesn't matter. So I was able to at one point save enough power with Black Swan to cancel a couple wilds, keep her alive a little longer. But it is what it is. But I think it was turn three. I'm pretty sure it was turn three. I, my opponent, I don't remember exactly what he did that turn with, with everything. But I do remember that on the turn when I KO'd Rogue, what I did was I had Doctor Strange. I think he had three damage on him from some attacks and some throws maybe. And I was like, okay, I feel like I should take out Rogue here. It, or at least try to put the plane of pole dock on her, and then Mordo was within range three. So give those extra dice and do just two attacks into Rogue to try to KO her. Was mm-hmm. was kind of my thought because I think at this point Magneto was pretty far away because of of having been placed. I, I placed Magneto three or four times with the scalpel of Strange. Like it was yeah, it it was brutal. Like I, I felt. After he used Asteroid M, I'm like, okay, well, now you're going to just go play over there for now. and Go sit in the corner, Magneto. Exactly. I mean, and at the end of the day, I felt like it was a pretty good strategy. I mean, I ended up getting the win and everything, but it's one of those things where it kind of went against my gut on some stuff, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was the right play because he had Juggernaut, Rogue, Sabretooth, and Magneto. That was his squad. And I didn't feel like... I was going to have the firepower to get through Magneto. And I felt like limiting Magneto's output was the better option. And then just let me just deal with Juggernaut, right? Like, okay, Juggernaut's just going to gonna do what he's going to do, but he's only going to do it one time. Was kind of my yep. thought process. So anyways, I put the plane to pole dock on Rogue and I'm able to KO her. And I was... Like, I actually rolled pretty good, so I can't complain about that. But it all worked out pretty good there, able to KO her. And basically, I forced him to come to me once I had those the extract lead. And I was able to get just enough points to where I was able to, to kind of stay ahead. And he made one mistake that was pretty bad towards the end, and I mean, it it is what it is. Like, it's one of those things that anybody could have made this mistake. And when I say pretty bad, I don't mean, like, it makes him a bad player. I don't mean it like that. I mean that it was just a mistake that cost him the game, potentially. But but maybe not. I think I still would have won. It just would have made it that much harder. And that mistake was in round five. He came over to me in kind of near my home demon and was trying to get Strange or or someone that had a spider infected and was really going hard with Juggernaut, right? And kind of whiffed his attack. And he had, I think he had enough power to do a Nothing Stops a Juggernaut, but he did his Spender attack instead, but he missed the trigger for Nothing Stops a Juggernaut. Oh, no. Yeah. And so then he didn't have the power to do Nothing Stops a Juggernaut, and he wasn't able to move onto the demon portal point. 
So because I was able to score that point, enough spider infected, and then I think one other point, it allowed me to win the game right there. So, yep. you know, I ended up winning 16 to 14, and I did not feel comfortable for the whole game. And shout out to my opponent for being a very kind opponent. He was very nice to play against. He hadn't played too many reps with Brotherhood is what he said. So I was kind of giving him a, a few pointers here and there and whatnot to try to, you know, make it a more enjoyable game for both of us and everything. And, uh, you know, he did good, though. I, I, I was definitely sweating in, in my shirt. Like, I, I don't know if anybody was watching on stream. Like, I could definitely be seen visibly sweating, I feel like, you know. So, <laughs> you know, but it, it was a good match. And, you know, we both made some mistakes here and there. Like, I definitely feel like I overextended Black Swan a little bit. But part of Black Swan, and, and one of the things I like about her is, while she is squishy, I do like kind of putting her out there because then I can do other things with strange and people can get so worried about black Swan that they focus, focus, focus on her. And then I'm able to do other stuff. Now that's a little bit risky with a five threat model, but it's definitely something that you can do. And I feel like I learned better ways to deploy her better ways to have her on the tabletop and, and get better use out of her. But she is definitely on the, the line for cuts. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I'm really trying to figure out that five threat to six threat slot. And I know you like Hulk. I, I like Hulk <laughs> too. I like Hulk too. Don't get me wrong. But that one threat of difference, I'd rather have a five over a six right there. And it's just really, really tough for me to, yep. to figure that spot out. That one threat can make all the difference in some games and some matchups. So yeah, like so I I'm having the same issue with a with a different list I'm building outside of TTS where don't want a five, don't want a six, and even in my TTS list right now, like, ugh, which one of these threat levels do I want? So exactly, and and that's the thing with it is you know we played at 19 on this matchup, and if we'd have played at 19 and I'd have had to have a Hulk in there, well then. I'm not able to take Mordo maybe or something, right? And Mordo was a really key part of my success. So, yep. you know, it's it's stuff like that that I have to think about. Or or maybe I'm able to take Mordo but not Wong or or whatever. And Wong had some had a clutch heel on Strange. So, you know. Okay, definitely understandable. And sorry that I'm not given like an actual like defined play-by-play on this matchup, but... You know, it's one of those things where I kind of get stressed out during the game and then forget about what happened. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's definitely something I've had to learn to be able to, um, like, remember my plays and um, so that I could think about them later because I used to do a lot of a uh, like play-by-play after-game talks and I used to play War Machine. And those are much yeah. longer games. So. Right, right. <laughs> I need to get better at it, but I, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. But anyways, Merzane, let's now go ahead and talk about your matchup this week. Yep, because we already talked about my uh, my game last week for, on the last podcast. So if you want to know about that, uh, you can hear me be really disappointed last week. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just in hard uh, mode. Yeah, I'm on the bubble and uh, we're going to sweat the rest of the season until I, uh, until I lose again. So... Uh, 
once again, maybe we'll be uh, sort of solo trying to push you into the into the cuts. <laughs> See what happens. Hope, hopefully not, though. Hopefully we don't have to play each other either. Oh, God, please. No. For the final round. Oh, that'd be, that'd be terrible. Are we going to get on this cast and tell each other our secrets to beat each other? Well, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the um, people want. So I'm against a, an Avengers mirror. Um, he is running versatile strategy. I think I took versatile strategy out. I can't remember which iteration of my list, but he, he's there. definitely looking versa- at you have versatile strategy. Okay. So he's probably going to be a lot better than I am. Um, Cause I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to really try it. So I imagine he's going to be trying to go for some like early game shenanigans with Steve swap to Sam uh, for the attrition late game. Mm-hmm. But his characters are black Panther, black widow, Captain America, Sam, Captain America, Steve, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, oh, yeah. Iron Fist, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Toad, and Winter Soldier. I knew you'd like that Doctor Strange. I'm, I'll tell you, I, I'm not liking it from the other side of the table right now. Oh, man. It, like, the, <laughs> this is, if I was to build an Avengers list, Doctor Strange Supreme would be in there because I think he's really good with Steve's leadership. Oh, he's real good, yeah. I I considered him. Um. Ultimately, he just didn't make the cut for me. Yeah. That's subject to change. <laughs> He's really Depending on good. how bad I get slapped. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he worries me the most because uh, I just got absolutely dumpstered by really powerful mystic attacks. And uh, so just a little bit of just a little bit of fear. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting with Strange Supreme. You know, he starts with three power. So in a Steve Rogers list he has access to scalpel right away yep which is huge not only for him but for the rest of the team you know what i mean like it's really good for for getting characters into opportunistic places right but if i'm him Mm -hmm. i'm using dr strange as a kill piece and trying to place up and do like my normal thing which is place and shoot people at range three yep and and Important to note, if he stays in Steve, you talked about it, he can get the teleport first round. Well, he also just guarantees a teleport every single round, exactly. at least one. So I have to constantly be aware of either him teleporting across the board or him teleporting my guys uh, all the way across the board, too. Exactly. So it, this he can he might be a big key factor to this uh, this game, whether I win or lose. Um, His. Tactics cards are Avengers Assemble, Brace for Impact, Disarm, Helios Laser Bombardment, Heroes for Hire, Ricochet Blast, Second Wind, Sucker, Versal Strategy, and Warpath. Nice. Uh, so Sucker's one I haven't seen a ton of, and I want to remind Suits what that is. It actually came in the core set, but it's a card that I've seen some, some talk of lately. You know, it's one that I've seen some people being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this now because of the standard changes. It's an unaffiliated active card. When two allied characters are within range three of the same injured enemy character, they may both spend any amount of power to play this card. The enemy character loses power equal to the amount of power spent. So it's basically just kind of slowing down the clap back a little bit. Interesting yeah. card. Interesting. I don't really know what to expect, but uh, especially because 
I feel like my Avengers don't build a whole lot of power anyway, except for maybe my Iron Fist and having him drained would be unfortunate. It sure would be. But I I, I think what I'm most concerned about in this matchup is going to be that Heroes for Hire and potentially Helios Laser. I think it's interesting that he has both Helios and Ricochet Blast because I know usually it's one or the other. And if he's bringing Helios, that means he's probably not bringing Ricochet Blast, right? He could do both because um, it can be either either Captain America. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like if he does that, he wants Iron Man to be doing a lot of a lot of his work, which means that that's a potential target. Um, yeah. And I am scared of Ricochet Blast, too. But that usually means against me, he's probably in danger. Like he's going to be sending one of his. Uh, his uh, Captain America's forward, mm-hmm. and if it's the the one I want to kill, then that's going to be great. Um, but Helios worries me because if he catches me off guard with like a key strange, which Ricochet Blast can do this too, a key strange shot or strange portal, yeah. uh, getting me outside of bodyguard ranges. Oh then yeah. Someone could just die. <laughs> oh, easily. But uh, this is all standard stuff. I think the only thing I'm a little confused about is probably disarm. Only because when I played Sam, uh, I played very wide Sam, and he does look like he has the capability to do that with a lot yeah. of three costs and two two costs. Looks like he can go six or seven wide if he wants to. Uh, you never get priority, and disarm's better with priority. But who knows? Maybe he'll absolutely blow me out with it, and I won't, I won't even see it coming. Well, you know, that's an interesting point. I do agree with you that disarm is better with priority, but it's also not bad without priority yeah. because one of the things that you can think about when you're you're determining whether or not to use it and stuff like that is just simply looking at what your opponent has access to, right? I mean, okay, fine, mm-hmm. you might not have priority, but your opponent has to either do something over here with a suboptimal choice or else like an extract's going to run away. Or you can go with the big hitter that's surrounded by two people that are gonna he's gonna get disarmed, he's not gonna have a chance. You know what I mean? So it's it's yep. a nice little way of like, you're right, it's better with priority, but it's also makes your opponent maybe make a bad decision if they have to think about, well, he's gonna put disarm on this character, so I might as well do it. But if I do that, then this extract's gonna go away or or I'm gonna lose that point or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it's, interesting. It, it's it's definitely far from useless uh, and it can be just as potent as it is when you have priority. It's just he's going to give me the reins on it a little bit and that may hurt him if I play right. it correctly. Right. Well, let's look at his crisis selection as well, because I think that that could inform maybe some of what his plan is. Oh, yeah. So for secures, he's bringing deadly meteors. Infinity formula goes messing and Riot Spark over Extremis. For his Extracts, he's bringing Spider Infected, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Montessi Formula. Um, I don't hate any of these. These are all just about as good for me as they are for him, because, you know, turns out we're playing the same affiliation. Yeah, and it looks like, other than Deadly Meteors, he's trying to play kind of spread out wide, and, like, it looks to me like he's trying to kind of pick his battles a little bit. Yeah. And uh, use his maneuverability to his advantage, I think, because yeah. he does have a lot of maneuverability. Uh, funny enough, I have a lot of maneuverability, too. I'm not taking advantage of it in my crisis selection. Um, 
or not quite like he is. We we kind of have the same the same exact shapes, right? Because he's got meteors. I've got intrusions, same yep. shape. He's got Infinity Formula. I've got Mutant Madman. Yeah. He's got Riot Spark. I've got Portals Spider Overrun. Portal. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's looking to spread the game out on two of them and hold them and keep people off. Where I'm looking to spread, I'm looking to uh, like secure the outer edges and force people inward and just kind of kill them. Right. Uh, and then with intrusions, obviously it's just, you know, hopefully I can get more portals out of out than my opponent because I have more uh, power efficiency, but not in this matchup. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I look at, at his squad here, I definitely don't see the kill squad style stuff. Like what, like yours isn't, I wouldn't say a pure kill squad, but that's what you're trying to do is get just an advantage, enough of an advantage on attrition to kind of swing it. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't see him other than strange having the firepower really to do that. So I think it's interesting and, and going to be kind of a, a nice push pull matchup that you have here, you know? Yeah. The, the, the characters I am worried about in this matchup for kills are going to be strange winter soldier and iron man. Mm-hmm. Um, because winter soldier and iron man can do a lot of long range shots with some good power. Uh, strange, obviously has a lot of control and the mystic, which I don't like, but the threats he has to watch out for me are, he also has Panther, but I'm not worried about it because of my list. But I have Zemo, Panther, uh, also have Iron Man, have Thor, have Vision. So I have a lot of threats he might have to worry about. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good Mystic Attacker for him, which may be something I need to address in the second half of TTS season. But uh, I think I have the firepower to kill everybody. It's just going to be making sure I don't get one shot first. Yeah. Yeah, play in the ranges, I think, is going to be really important. And, you know, I think this is going to be one of those matchups where you have to kind of pick your target early and, like, on deployment, right? Like, on your turn zero, when you're deploying, you're you're going to see where certain models get placed, and then I think you have to make some decisions based on that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I think turn zero, speaking on that, too, like, crisis selection, we have almost the same extracts, right? Uh, I'm picking yeah, some He's got the, uh, let's see, you've got hammers, but other than that, he's got the uh, cubes. So Yeah, we both took Spider-Infected Montesi. So yeah. I don't hate any of his extracts. I don't really hate any of his secures, but I'd rather be seeing mine. So that's probably where I try to take him is to the secures. Well, I definitely think I mean, that intrusions is, a, <laughs> sorry. I definitely sorry. think that, intrusions is a bit of a, an advantage for you. You know, so I, I could see you trying to go for that, but really, I don't think you hate any of his secures, but I think at the end of the day, you would rather him have to spend the power to pay to flip on mutant madman or spider portals. than have him just be able to stand uh toad and black widow on the back infinity formulas. You know what I mean? Yep. And then also, uh, that forces him to either lose out. Cause I talked about, you know, wanting to keep a power advantage. If he either swaps to Sam or stays on Sam, if he never uses Steve, then I get even more of a power advantage because I'm going to discount my, my, uh, superpowers. He's not. And then we're both paying for points. Um, so it kind of, maybe if he's worried about that forces him into Steve, and that may be good for me. I think I'd rather see Steve in this matchup. 
Um, depending on what we do, Sam creative Sam plays can uh, really swing games and be a really big headache. Um, so if we can both keep it fair with Steve, that might be better for me. Yeah. But depending on where we go, I may also try to employ a versatile strategy uh, tech and try to, you know, go for that early game advantage, swap to Sam to kind of really dig in the attrition advantage because he's got a much better attrition leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I just noticed, all of his crises, every one of them is 17 threat. True. Yeah. So, so when I look at that, that says to me, he's teched for 17. So what does his 17 look like? So I'd imagine both Captain America's for seven. I, I feel like Doctor Strange is in there because it's his favorite and that's it's, it's going everywhere, right? Yeah. So that's 12. We have five points to work with. That can be Iron Fist, either Iron People or Luke Cage and a two threat. Um, so I, I think that that's probably what I have to look forward to is a five wide I think if he wants to go wide Sam at 17, he can go Sam, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Luke Cage at 12. Yeah. That's four characters at 12 points. He's got five more points to take. Uh, he, ta- he can take Winter Soldier and Black Widow. Or right, yeah. Toad. I think if you if you pull Spider-Infected or Struggle for the Cube, I think you might see that. Yeah. I, I really do. And... I think it all depends on on what extract ends up coming out because if if you win priority and and you get say hammers then you you might be might not see that or if you get Montessi, you might not see that but if you win priority you pick secures and then he gets to pick you know he's got a 2 out of 3 chance to get a wide extract and even if you're going first I could still see him playing that wide game and trying to, you know, I don't know. I think it just depends on what, what crisis come out. Like if it's mutant madman or spider portals on your end, I could see him playing that wide strategy. Yeah. Which I don't hate. Um, like I said, I got a lot of ways to kill people in this. Yeah. And most of the characters are terrible for me to kill. And then it also probably keeps Dr. Strange off the table. Right. I don't have to worry about him so much. Right. Um, but I definitely, yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, the Avengers mirror is a weird one. Yeah. It always is. It always and there, is. The, the thing with Avengers is everyone plays them different, right? So, like, yeah. I can't project what I think I would do in a situation onto him because it's Avengers. He's going to do, he's going to pull out something whack and I'm going to have to just be able to respond to it. Yeah. I definitely do think that you're going to see Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme here. I really do. Probably. You know? Because, I mean, why else is he in this list? Uh, in, there's a lot of reasons, so don't get me wrong. But why else yeah. is he in this list other than to, to take out Captain America's and Spider-People that get re-rolls on everything except Mystic? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, like, poison from his six-die shot's going to really hurt. Um, yeah, because he can change it into this Mystic. This is my power economy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... I definitely think he's going to hit the table. If he doesn't, I'm probably going to be a little bit happier, but um, if he does, I'm going to, I'm going to have to find a way to deal with him. I I think people like Baron Zemo, uh, Panther, um, 
and Thor might be some of my better answers into him. I want to keep Vision away from him uh, because I want to keep energy attacks away from him as much as possible. So Iron Man and Vision probably don't want to see him. Yeah. But those good physical attackers with either high dice or high uh, high reroll counts, those are who I think want to want to go in on him, try to finish him off. Oh, I mean, 100%. Look, Zemo, especially not in Convocation, right? Because in Convocation is yep. where he really gets turned up to 11 because of the Ironbound books and stuff like that. But don't forget, he's only got three physical and three energy. You still don't want to go into him with energy because he does get his mystic armor there. But it's only three dice, so you can kind of mitigate that a little bit. But still, just just avoid that if at all possible. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That reminds me, I did have one super clutch roll with Doctor Strange where I I rolled like one or two blocks and I was like, I need some wilds to to get get some power and then survive a little more here. Let me just re-roll this with Ayavakamoto and I ended up rolling like two wilds and then two blocks on my matchup. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So anyways, if if you're going into him, things people like Black Panther, like you said, with his mantle uh of of the black panther whatever it's called that with him being able to re-roll and stuff is huge into doctor strange because he's only got those three physical dice you know like you said baron zemo another one that's a really great great piece of tech for doctor strange so i think you've got the tools yeah i i think we we have this interesting paper rock scissors like i have the tools for this he has the tools for that i have the tools for this he has the tools for that and it's going to be a lot of how we compose our lists versus each other and then how we play them. And like you said, where we deploy them. Um, I think that's going to dictate a lot of how the game goes. Um, I I think it's going to be a bloodbath (laughs) potentially. I I, I think there's a a high potential, which worries me a little bit given the bloodbath I had the last game. Um, But definitely uh, I I think this is one where we're going to be fighting a lot. For sure. For sure. And the last thing I want to talk about on his list here is I love seeing Warpath on there because that allows him to kind of adjust on points, right? Like if he gets attacked and he's off of a point, then he gets to come back to that point. And I just really like that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, I like to think of it in my head as the B aggressive, B E aggressive. (laughs) It's definitely what it is. Uh huh. Yeah. It can be really hard when you have someone like, uh, Sam or Iron Man or something. Well, not, those aren't great examples that they can push, but let's say they can't or, or winter soldier for him. Like you have a, a ranged character that you think, Oh, I'm just going to throw a couple, t- throw a couple shots at this dude. And then on the first or second shot, they, they move forward and then, Oh, now they're in charge range or, uh, Oh, now, I, now I can get shot by that range three or something. Exactly. So, uh, Warpath can definitely be a card that's going to mess with my brain a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun match for you, though, either way. And uh, are you going to plan on streaming it at all? Uh, I have a uh, no stream plan this this season. Uh, oh. Spoiler alert. Uh, I streamed, I think, almost all my games last, last year, either on Discord or last season, either on Discord or on Twitch. Um, I kind of just wanted to have a more chill season. You know, I still want to do well, uh, but I don't want the stream pressure this this season. Sure. Um, so I'm trying... Trying to keep it a little bit more chill and just like me and my opponent more, more personal and just you know, have fun with our games rather than have to worry about like entertaining people or, you know, sometimes it's annoying because they'll see that I'm people will see that I'm streaming and like last season, you know, we're like, 
I'm like, oh, and five. And I'm like concerned, like, oh, if my opponent makes a misplay and they're just like trying to do something fun, like someone's going to be up to like, why did you do that? Right. Like, well, because, you know, we're just hanging around and messing around. It's not that big of a deal. Right. So just to just try to be just try to chill, you know, be a little bit more relaxed this season. Yeah, no, I feel that. I like that a lot. That's good. I'm I'm definitely still streaming just because I like to do it. But, uh, you know, for the content. Uh, oh, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with streaming. I, I enjoy it and I, I'll do it again. Uh, probably next season, I'll probably pick it back up. But just this season, I was like, mm, I'm going to take a little bit of break from it. Just kind of enjoy my games a little bit more uh, for the games. Uh, I'm a little glad last game didn't get streamed because I was very salty. <laughs> Sorry, my opponent. Yeah. He, he kind of understood it was, um, it was real rough. Um, so it was nice not to have everyone watch me get salty too. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. People have definitely seen me get salty. So there you go. Oh yeah. But, uh, no, I think this is gonna be a fun game for you though. I think, I think there's a lot of nice little puzzle pieces that if you solve them at the right times, things will happen good for you. Oh yeah. I, I'm really excited. I, I think this will be a fun, a, a very fun, very interesting game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, Merzane, let's pivot, pivot and talk about my matchup here. So yep. I am playing Flumpy, which what a great name, first of all. I love it. And yep. the affiliations that he intends to play are Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, just wait till I start going through this list and you'll be like, Avengers, interesting. Okay. So, <laughs> characters. He's got Black Swan with the power gem, Gambit, mm-hmm. Groot, Hulk, Hulk Buster, Juggernaut, Rocket Raccoon, Star Lord, Toad, and Venom. So, his only option for Avengers is the Hulk Buster Avengers. And yep. I don't expect to see that. Because I don't throw anything. Like, I have no throws. <laughs> so, or other than Black Swans, everything dies. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't expect to see Hulkbuster here. So, I think he's going to be playing Guardians into me. But let's finish going through his list, and then we can talk about it. So, right. Tactics Cards, he's got Brace for Impact. Crew of the Milano. Dark Past, that's the Gambit one where he can give people stealth. Deadly Duo. Do you know who I am? Helios Laser Bombardment, Indomitable, Lethal Protector, Lovable Misfits, and We Are Root. And then as for Crisis Selections, Crisis, <laughs> he's got Cosmic Invasion, Black Order, Sweeps Across the Earth, so Black Order Portals is how I usually say that. It's a really weird thing to say, just try saying it a few times. Black Order Portals. <laughs> Black order portals, black order portals. You're right. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really weird to say, but BOP. He's, he's bringing the bop. The bop. <laughs> so then we've got Gamma Wave sweeps across the Midwest. And then super powered scoundrels form Sinister Syndicate. So scoundrels. And he's got Hammers, Research Station, and Struggle for the Cube continues. So that's his whole list. And I don't know what to think about this. Like, I, I really don't know what either. <laughs> like, it's, this, there's a lot going on here. I was talking to some people on Discord about it 
the other day. And, you know, it's one of those lists where because he's got two that are five and two that are six, I can kind of guess his threat values if I kind of sit down and do the math on it, you know, Mm -hmm. of what he would take at each threat value because he's kind of pigeonholed himself into a few different things, right? Doesn't mean it's bad. Just means that I might be able to know what's coming a little bit. Well, here's the thing I find interesting, right? So, uh, oh, I guess he can go really high. So, like, Starlord, Groot, and Rocket, if he wants to play Guardians, are the only Guardians. Right. So, um, basically, so that's eight points. The only option he's got, like, he, he, he could do any combination up to 20, but, like, at 20, you know it's going to be Hulkbuster and Hulk. Right. Uh, at 19, you know it's, Hulkbuster or Hulk and Juggernaut or Black Swan. Right. At 18, it's like one of the sixes and Venom or both the five. So like, I feel like you could really predict very well what he's going to do. Uh, I think that's something that's going to be like a key part to your turn zero. Yeah. I And, and Avengers, like you said, you're not going to see it, but I think it's interesting. You can only go to 17 with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely interesting and it's one of those things where when I'm looking at this and like you said, so turn zero, right? Like you just did that math right there. So so understanding what his options are, and when I look at his crises though, he's got a sixteen on the black order portals, he's got a fifteen on gamma waves, and then a twenty on scoundrels then in extracts yep. he's got 18 16 and 17 so he doesn't have like the high high threat things so yeah when when i'm looking at this and like let's say i win priority and i'm looking at my secures are demons intrusions and spider portals and then my extracts are the Hammers, Spider-Infected, and Montessi. I think I want to go for my Extracts again because I don't really want to play Research Station. I don't really want the damage from the cubes. But then I give him potentially a 20-threat crisis. And I definitely don't want to have to deal with a Hulk and a Hulkbuster. Yeah, that, that sounds a little frustrating. So, but what 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 does your twenty look like though? Okay, because I feel like in convocation, I, I feel like you don't really mind Rocket and Groot so much. Like, Groot's not a huge issue for you. I don't feel uh, on certain matchups uh, or, or on certain scenarios. I remember your cuts game versus Groot. Groot was a bit of a problem in the later game. Yeah, um, you know, Star Lord probably isn't a huge deal. He's okay. Um, and Hulk and Hulkbuster are probably like your biggest threats, right? Yeah. But Hulkbuster a little less so, I feel. Well, and with I Hulk think you Buster, have enough firepower to single them out, right? I do. That's the that's the thing with Hulk or Hulkbuster. I have the capability of taking them down. You know what I mean? Like I, I do have that capability. It's just whether or not I'm going to have the right opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? Like again, strange on Plane of Poldock with a buff from Mordo, two attacks, very reasonable to do 13 damage to a Hulkbuster. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's, it's not guaranteed. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's, that's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. But the interesting thing for me is if I do see both of those guys, I have to actively choose which one I want to deal with. And, you know, while the, the thing I've learned about this list and about convocation in general is they have better energy defenses in general, but their energy defenses are not that great either. So like having to deal with a rocket, having to deal with star Lord Hulk buster, all these characters, you know, it turns off ironbound books. Right. So like if I'm looking at what he's could potentially bring, I mean, black Swan juggernaut and Hulk uh, venom, are going to be his big like physical attackers. So I still have to bring Ironbound books, but it's just going to be less useful in the overall if he brings a bunch of energy attacks. So right. what does my 20 look like? So let's start. Let's go back to that. So Strange Supreme. And then I think I still want Black Swan for this matchup. I, I like Swan. Uh, I like the... The incinerate, I like the damage output she's got. Can she throw the size fours? On her, everything dies. Okay. I, I think that's potentially a really key part of your matchup is being able to throw the size fours around. I agree. So I like that. I agree. So I'm thinking that's my 10 right there. And then Mordo, Ancient One, I think might be really good here. And that takes me to 17. And I then, like magic. And then magic. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I like magic because she's got a lot of maneuverability so she can get to where she needs to be. And I also really like her journey through limbo card because you've got two ways to size three move people at that point. You can like. I feel like when you you've got to pick a target, right? You're, you're either going to go for Hulk or you're going to go for Hulk Buster first. Right. Um, either one is a weird choice because like Hulk Bust, Hulk Buster is easier to control. The Hulk is a little bit harder to down. And if you fail, he's very easy. That clap back's going to suck. It's going to suck. Um, Hulk is a little harder to control because he's got the hop. Right. And, but Hulk Buster's a little bit easier to get down. And once you've dazed him on a 13 health, which depending on your roles, right? Like that 13 health with the reductions can potentially go farther than the 20 health on the Hulk. Sure. Yeah. Rarely, exactly. but it can Right. Um, once you get him flipped, he's he's not really an issue. Like, you still have to worry about the the little Iron Man that pops out. Well, yeah, because uh, he has Helios. Because he's got, yeah, because he's got Helios and he's got, it's energy, so. Um, but he's he's easy to kill after that. So, like, you know, if you really wanted to spend another action or two killing him, like, you can get him down in the dirt a little bit, much easier. Right. Um, I almost feel like you don't plan for which one you go for at the beginning. You have to wait for him to misplace one. Absolutely. And then you, when you fought, when he misplaces, like maybe he moves Hulk early and you have priority and you're able to, you know, somehow get Dr. Strange up and then throw him in the middle of your line and then start going at him. Right. And maybe Hulk gets like a good, t- like you, like, uh, one of your early games in the season when you did that to, I think it was Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. That was last season. I think, yep. 
I think something like that would be really beneficial for you here. I wish, you know, if you're at like 19 or something and you get Wong in there instead of uh, like one of your threes or something. Yeah. So you can give him the power to do that. I think that's good. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that would be a really big benefit for you to be able to like find one, put them in the middle of your blender and then, and then just uh, start it up on crunch. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's the thing I think is just trying to find the right one to blender, picking my, my moment to do that, you know, and I'm interested in, in your thoughts on me saying ancient one there, because I do feel like ancient one with being able to reroll two dice on defense, having three energy defense, that kind of stands out to me as good for this matchup. I, I think ancient one's fine. Cause I think what you're looking to do, you know, we're talking about killing one of the two big guys and then controlling the other. I think she's a really big part of assassinating one of the big guys. And your other four point option is Dr. Voodoo and Shadowlands Daredevil. Right. I don't think, Sha- I don't think Voodoo is going to do that very well. Um, yeah. He's okay. And the power drain might be a really interesting thing to think about depending on, you know, how, what the, I think depending on crisis selection, right? Like, right. Uh, how everyone's going to be positioned. If you want, if you'd rather drain than kill. Yeah. Um, I think Shadowlands Daredevil won't do a whole lot of good because like we talked about, except versus Hulk and Groot in that particular matchup, um, Ironbound Books isn't going to do you a lot of good. So I don't think him bringing the, uh, you know, you don't get that cool tech with the, with the ninjas. I think that his defensive tech is pretty cool into like Groot and Star-Lord, but less good into Hulk and Hulkbuster um, where they're rolling a whole lot of dice and it, it, it could be easy for him to get one shot and then you're going to lose them. Right. I, I just don't think he, I think when he gets there, he's not going to be doing enough damage to justify over uh, ancient one. You, you do have to be more careful with ancient one. Um, well, let me ask good. you this. Let me ask you this. All right. So let's say, because Shadowlands Daredevil is here for, for that middle extract game, right? Like, you know, so if, if we get that struggle for the cube or if we get the uh, spider infected or Montessi formula, right? Like, th- that's why he's here. And right. if I pull those extracts, I still like the idea of having him in my list and having him available, like trading him out for Ancient One and letting my opponent focus on him a little bit. Because I agree with you, the Ironbound Books is not as important in this matchup with so much energy out there. However, being able to have it up at least three times or two times early, I think could be the difference between like a Doctor Strange getting killed by a Hulk on the clapback turn three or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or even if you decide to go for Hulk Buster first and he keeps the Hulk up for longer, those Ironbound Books refresh. Right. I, I definitely think he's a tech option. You, I, I don't think he's like completely out of the the, uh, the conversation, but I think Ancient One is definitely a thought. Yeah. I, I I don't. Typically, I would probably be questioning the Ancient One, but here where we're talking about, you know, he's going to have two tent poles, and you have to knock one down. Yeah. And then knock the other down. She's pretty good at doing stuff like that. And then her Winds of Watoom, um, you know, she gets shot by a Hulkbuster. Then she can pull Hulkbuster back in. No, no. She gets uh, shot by a rocket. She, yeah, or she gets shot by a rocket that, or something. She can do that. That excites me. 
Uh, or even like Groot, like if Groot, you know, slaps her at range three, she can get cool. Not, like now you're closer. Exactly. And uh, now you're in range of the rest of the team or you're away from Rocket. Uh, so now you have to decide, do you want to go back to Rocket or and, and lose an attack? Or are you going to stand here and shoot, hit me again? Or like, what are you going to do, Groot? Exactly. Um, or like you said with Rocket, is Rocket going to shoot once and then move back to Groot? Or if you're really daring and you think he'll double shoot you, you can take the first shot. And when he takes the second, you can pull him. And now he's outside of Groot's range. Yeah, that's that'd be really fun. <laughs> that'd be so that'd be I, I think I think she's a great tech choice, but I think it's going to be like he said, if it's a center extract and you feel like Daredevil is going to help a little bit more, especially if you think depending on crisis, you might want to go for Hulkbuster first. That right. might be the call. Right. And. You know, I usually like to, we both have hammers, so there's a very good chance hammers shows up. So I like my eyes on the prize play with hammers, but I do not think in this matchup that it would be worth doing because then that leaves Dr. Strange sitting there on the midline with the very first activation. I I even think, um, because Dr. Strange can eyes on the prize and grab a middle objective just normally, right? Yes. Or am I right? So, I mean, I think that even if you get like a middle objective here, I think a big key is going to be forcing him to you. Um, I think if you get something like a middle objective and I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think about which ones would matter more. Like demons downtown is obviously a good one because you can give up that middle point and you're fine. Right. Um, gamma waves even a little bit. Uh, sinister scoundrel. Or whatever. Like, I think that most of the objectives, aside from maybe the D shapes, I think you're fine. Like just using eyes on the prize to grab the middle objective and walk away, and forcing all of his guys to you. Because I can't think of any characters that are like really good at coming in, outside of Black Swan. Yeah, and I think and Juggernaut, and I think you're fine with like telling Juggernaut to go away, and making. I, I think you can delete Black Swan fairly fairly easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel confident into Black Swan. I mean, just don't roll a bunch of wilds and hope that she didn't have enough power to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the, the way I look at it, you know. And at the end of the day, she only has a three mystic defense, so I have the tools to deal with her. Honestly, I think a really good layout for you is going to be like a cubes or... Um, what was the other one you've got? Spider uh, infected. Cubes or a spider infected or even a Montessi so that you can like ra- turn one. If you've got priority, you, you run up with a uh, strange eyes on the prize, grab the middle, walk back. And then if you take daredevil, you know, throwing that, uh, throwing that book, the book or that one of the things on, uh, the boy, uh, the, the hand ninjas. Yep. And then holding it for that play. Yeah, uh, or even like so that they can die in power phase or something with like a, a cube. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Because I I think that like if you get the majority extracts and start forcing him out of the middle where like you just have a gun line, he has a lot less tools to deal with that than you do. I think you have a lot more tools to deal with that if he did it. Um. Well, yeah. So let's I, I, let's assume let's assume I lose priority and that and we have a middle extract and he does make the smart play and go right for it. And in that instance, I would imagine he's bringing toad and that little bastard is going to be right there in the middle. And I never am able to kill him. 
<laughs> but ultimately, I don't, I'm not too worried about that. Like, I can deal with that. I've dealt with Toad before. I'll deal with him again. But, uh, I mean, am I, am I, what, what's my plan, do you think, if he comes up to the middle, grabs that middle extract, you know, then do I, do I go to him or do I still kind of play back a little? Um, you'll have to come to him, but I think it's about coming, like doing it smart. Right. Uh, so I'm just trying to think how Toad is a, Toad is potentially a really hard problem. Uh, you could potentially do stuff like, and this is where I wish he had deception. Deception would be really oh, helpful here. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, even something like strange moving up and, or Baron Mordo moving up and then strange moving up and getting one shot into him. Yeah. Uh, boosted could like make the difference. And if he's at like one HP and is running away on something like cubes, right. He's not really running away. Right. No. Uh, so I, I think that you're probably okay with that with most of these, like even like spider infected, like he moves forward and then he's going to get like a triple move back, but then like, You've got to, he's got to worry about that the rest of the game and being right. low health. And with spider infected, I'm not too worried about it because it's only one. You can only hold one. Whereas like with cubes, it's like, well, I don't want Toad to get three of them and then just be hanging out in the corner for the whole game. Well, he won't hang out in the corner for long because he'll die really quick at least. <laughs> fair, fair. Still, that's a pretty big point swing. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a big point swing. And then you have to send someone to the corner of the map and all of your guys are worth more points and worth more output than his to go pick up those cubes and hold them at that point. Exactly. It's a real hassle. It is. But I, I, you know, I think about that. Like if I lose priority, if I lose priority. We have a middle extract. I think my tactics cards look something like this. Ironbound books, plane of hold indomitable brace for impact. And orb of Agamotto? Because if I do lose that middle extract, being able to place range three right off the rip with strange seems like it might not be a bad idea. Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking, like, you know, if you get that mythical, oh, I left Toad on one because I shot with a Baron Mordo shot and left him on one. Yeah. Well, then you can just scalpel and shoot him again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, okay. That's interesting. I might not even have to scalpel because he might still be at range five at that point, and I'll just blast him with six dice. True. And then, like, sure, someone else is going to pick up that middle objective. Um, but then, like, and Toad can come and do something else again, but then Toad's, like, almost injured, and he's a, he's a character down. And I think that helps you a lot on, like, the secure game, depending on what secures you're playing. Yeah. Um, and if you can, like, end a character early, even a character like Toad, I think that's great. I agree. I think that being able to just get rid of a character early can pay dividends in the long run. I mean, it's I can speak to that from what I did to Rogue in my last matchup. But yeah, and it if it's like, you know, oh no, I I killed Hulk, I killed Toad, and now Hulk's got the spider infected. Well, or or Hulkbuster's got the 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 cube. You know, that's fine too, because like even though it's gonna be hard to get it off of them, that means they are probably coming to you because yeah. that's some of their output. And if they don't come to you, they lose. Well, then they have to, they have to risk delivering you points. Whereas right. Toad, Toad's like, Toad's totally fine sitting in a corner with one point being like, well, I'm two points. I'm scoring a point, whatever. Exactly. Now you're exactly right. So 
I think I think that Orb of Agamotto is definitely in play if I lose priority. If I win priority, though, I'm thinking, you know, escort to safety unless I'm bringing eyes on the prize. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's yeah. kind of that last slot depends on what I expect to see. But, like, I definitely think escort to safety could be really big for this matchup with, you know, being able to save Hulk blasting into somebody. Yep. I mean, or even, like, indomitable. Oh yeah, I'm de- I'm taking a Domitable no matter what. <laughs> yeah, okay. because Hulkbuster pushes are not something I want to deal with. No, they're not. Uh, it's also interesting, like if someone does like if he does like Venom's clapback attack, you can escort to safety someone away. Oh yeah, that's even better. <laughs> uh, cute things like if Gambit does his Gambit um does the you know the charge attack like the, his Friday AI basically yeah, um, and you pull back. Uh, he loses that. Oh yeah, so, no, I, I, that's like uh, Juggernaut. Also, if uh, Juggernaut was the other one, I was trying to remember what the other one in the list was. But yeah, yeah, it's Juggernaut. Yeah, if he moves and then you escort to safety, he loses the extra dice. Yep, because that attack that he made into escort to safety, like, still kind of happens, but doesn't happen. Right. Uh, so the next attack trigger already triggers. It works on like Corvus Glaive's Glaive Edge and stuff too, so you make him waste power. Yep. Uh, so the next attack has happened, so they don't get that ability anymore. Yep. If you're wondering how that works. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. So, yeah. So I think we've got a pretty good idea of uh, what to do with my matchup here. I, I, I feel interesting into this one, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel good about it because... I mean, Guardians are good. You know, the re-rolls. He's going to be passing out little re-roll cookies everywhere. And then, yep. you know, just standing there having to deal with Deadly Duo and then maybe having to deal with the Hulk and the Hulkbuster. I mean, it definitely is going to be a tough matchup. And then I don't want to discount Venom in this list either. Because like you said, like, the Venom clapback is real. And I do have energy things I can do to Venom, but he can Lethal Protector himself to get into clapback range. And I definitely don't want that. So yeah. Yeah. It, Venom's definitely one where if you've got, uh, if you've got ironbound books, like juggling ironbound books is going to be really key into Venom. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, but I, I think it'll be fun to put ancient one on the table. Like if that kind of works out, you know, the way that I, I think it could, I think that could be kind of fun and present some interesting problems for my opponent in this matchup, you know, look at the end of the day, ancient one has, she has the martial artist. So going to count blanks, but also the reroll two on energy attacks is really huge. So I think it could be really useful. I wouldn't bring her into venom. If you're scared, if you're worried about venom being on the table, but you know, right. Uh, <laughs> I think she's good. good and I think she's good in most versus almost every other character in this list. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, maybe one day I'll put Heimdall on the table with this list, but uh, it just hadn't happened yet. <laughs> Heimdall is one I think a lot of people put into their list thinking he's going to be great. He's going to be like Shuri, the Shuri of old, and are realizing, you know what, maybe maybe he's not as universal as I thought. <laughs> Look, I think he's really good, and I, I think he's oh, one yeah. of the, like I think he's useful, but I think that just, I think it's just more matchup dependent than maybe I thought at first. And you know, it's one of those things where, I do want him. I, I want to put him in this list and I want to actually like this. I think would be a good matchup for him, you know, make, make my dice that much more consistent and stuff. 
I think would be really good. But at the same time, he's only got physical attacks. I don't think I need, I want to be dealing with Hulk and Hulkbuster versus Heimdall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I think he's got his uses. Like I looked, looked at him in a, for Avengers, but it just doesn't fit what I want to do right now. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause yeah, I, I like him, but he's not, not in the, in the list yet. Hasn't made the squad yet. Anyways, Merzane, I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah. Do we want to do a quick Omega Red update? Oh, yeah. So how's your uh, Omega Red uh, love going? Because, you know, people still keep sending you pictures, as they should. Yeah, they keep sending me pictures. Uh, but I sent some pictures to your Discord and the Gamers Guild Discord uh, last night uh, about my progress painting him. So I've, I've got uh, I've got some paint going. He's not done yet. He's still a little bit of a work in progress. Um I, I, I painted him purple. He's Omega purple. Um, <laughs> I also, when I assembled him, I didn't cut his top knot enough. So his top knot's really tall. Uh, I didn't notice until I looked at the 3d render and it looks, mine looks really silly, but no, I love it. Looks it. Awesome. Um, I put rust. It's hard to see in the pictures. I, I rusted up parts I, of his tentacles. I saw that. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a really easy effect too. It's the tech, uh, a Citadel, Two Citadel paints, the technical typhus corrosion. You let that dry. It's a little gritty. And then you dry brush a little bit of the riser rust orange on there and then just pull off with your finger some of the excess. Yeah. It's that little textured, gross looking uh, rust. Yeah. And just Um, just imagine that coming out of his arm, like rusty carbonadium going in and out of his arm. Exactly. Because it's supposed to be killing him, right? That's like why he's poisoned and why like he hurts himself, right? Yeah. So I thought it'd be cool if it was like actually corroding. Uh, just, but just that, like all the rest of his armor is going to be fine, maybe dirty, uh, but it's that's going to be like rusted and corroded. And I thought that'd be really cool to like do. And like his skin is, I'm doing it. It's, uh, it's Citadel. No, it's not Citadel. It's a P3 Frostbite. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wash it a little bit with some blue and then like kind of make it pop a little bit more, go back over it. And then like his veins, I'm going to try to get like a blue so his his vein because there's some veins popping. I'll make those oh, look yeah. blue. That'd be cool. Can't wait to see um, a finished product. I I'm excited. He's been a fun model to paint. Uh, I haven't painted this. Is the first one I painted for MCP, and they he's been pretty fun. So I, I'm I'm not disliking it. Are you getting the bug um, for I'm, painting? Am I getting the love for painting? Uh, not. It's it's hard. Uh, I don't have a good setup. Maybe if I had a better setup. Yeah. Oh, um. I'm excited to play tonight. Uh. Tonight's my game night and I'm bringing him in a convocation list. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. I, uh, I might talk. Uh, we don't have enough time to talk about it here. and This isn't really the place. I might talk about a little bit more on my podcast. Um, a little bit more about what I do. And I might talk about like my games if that I get to play today. Um, but yeah, I, which is, I'm also going to paint up that entire convocation list too. Oh, nice. I'm buying some tur- turbo dork color changer for, uh, Heimdall's, Heimdall's Bifrost and uh, Doctor Strange's Portal. Definitely. Can't wait to see it. I'm I'm excited. It, it's been good. I think it'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. And you said your podcast, that's the Gamers Guild podcast. Make sure to go give them some love over there and, uh, you know, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And uh, for us, make sure to subscribe and, and check out our Patreon if you're interested in something like that and supporting the show. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. Did that math real fast right there that time. You can join up 
and support the show and be a part of our Discord community. It's a good time. And, you know, it's super chill, super fun, super great. I, I love it. It's it's always a good time over there. Everybody's always chit-chatting about something. It's it's a good time. So make sure to check that out. I think I said it's a good time one too many times, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a good time. Everyone trolls me constantly. Which is so fun. If you're into that kind of thing. Which is fun. It would be like 3 o'clock in the morning or something. I'm still awake for some ungodly reason. I, I glance at my phone. Oh, a Discord notification. And it's... It's me getting tagged with some Omega Red tentacles in the House Party <laughs> Protocol Discord. I'm like, oh. Yep. Damn. <laughs> yep. That's the real ones over there. They know what's up. They know what's up. So uh, make sure to check that out. Also, if you have an opportunity on your podcast platform of choice, make sure to leave us a review. It helps other people looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way here. And if you like what we do, I would really appreciate five stars. If you don't like what we do, I'd still appreciate five stars. Just, you know, at least maybe I made you laugh for like a second. There you go. That's worth five stars right there. And also, uh, I want to say that, uh, you know, to everybody out there listening, you know, everybody's got something going on in their lives. But uh, just remember that, you know, you're awesome. You're a legend. And just keep being you. Keep being awesome. And I want everyone to know it's listening to this, all the suits out there that I really appreciate your support of this podcast. I appreciate everything y'all do. It really means the world to me. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy the regular show too. And let me know, send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com or on Facebook. Let us know what you want to see, what we could be doing better, how, how this podcast could better serve you. Just let me know that because I, I always want to make sure that I'm a good steward of your time. So I really appreciate that. And like I said, everybody out there, you know, y'all are legends. You, If you're feeling down or anything, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. But just remember you're awesome and be good to yourself. For Zane, what you got? Nothing to follow up all that. Uh, in, in I guess in the name of uh, or in the in the wise words of uh, James A. Janice, uh, from the Dead Meat Podcast. Be good people. It's a really good answer. I feel like it follows up that really well. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It totally works. Totally works. And uh, yeah, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.